Buongiorno, Mission Church. I just recently got back from, from Rome and Greece, and I still have that uh, the joy in me from being there. And uh, But as we come to Ohana Sunday, I think my Aloha spirit's going to come back, and, and that Aloha welcome I'll, I'll bring back again. So, But uh, I welcome you, and I'm excited to uh, continue in our sermon series called Our Story. If you're a guest with us today, uh, I want you to know that you've come on a, on a beautiful day to uh, to be a part um, we're in a, in a sermon series that talks about our story, and, um, and we've gone through the history of our church, and we've gone through some of the theology of our church, and, and today we're going to move on to the expectations. So this is in lieu of a membership class. If you're, if you're joining us and, and you say, hey, I want to be a part of this church, you can go back and watch the old sermons and, and, and join us in this wonderful journey that we're on towards membership. And uh, we'll have two weeks of the expectations of members. And then on July 25th, we're going to celebrate Ohana Sunday, where, where we will um, induct our new members. But we're, we're, well, we're, we're enlarging the, the family of God here at Mission Church. We're going to have, uh, because I'm from Hawaii, <clears throat> and that's my, like, my, 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 uh, my, where my heart leans towards. We're going to have Hawaiian food, shaved ice. We're even going to prepare uh, a worshipful hula for you on that day. So it's going to be really good. So please come and be a part of that service. Invite your friends and your family. We'll have food. It'll be fun. And it's going to be a really wonderful, wonderful day. So today, <clears throat> I'm going to begin by with, with talking about um, our expectations for membership. But before I do, I want to let you know that I got a chance this week to go and visit Dottie Jackson at her home. Um, we prayed for her, and, and she recently fell. She looks good, you know, um, but she's still in a little pain and discomfort. And, uh, and as we shared and as we talked, I said, Dottie, as I was about to leave, I said, Dottie, you know, how can I pray for you, Right? As a pastor, I want to know specifically, you know, what can I pray for you specifically for? And you know what Dottie said to me? She thought for just a short second. And she said, Pastor, pray that God blesses our church. Isn't that amazing? Here she fell, she's in pain, and her heart is with you. And she said, Pastor, can you tell the church that I love and I miss them and I'm, I'm hoping to come back soon? So, there you go. She loves you and she misses you. And would you join me in praying for Dottie as God brings her to your heart? What a blessed, blessed woman. And you know, as we talk about expectations of membership, I look at Dottie and I go, man, there you go. What a, what a beautiful picture of a member of our church that... Uh, that loves this place so much. And so, with that in mind and, and, and with her heart, I, I want to talk about the expectations of membership. And you know, when, when, when I use the word expectation, there's, there's some positive and sometimes some negative connotations that go along with that word expectation. Because I know that as a, as a pastor serving over 20 years, and as a parent, you know, and, and you have parents out there, um, I know that, that expectation, especially in the context of relationships, you know, um, is, is something that we, we really have to tread well, okay? And, um, and when we talk about 
the expectations of members then for the church. It really boils down to relationships, right? Because the expectations that we're going to talk about is our relationship with God, with each other, and, and how, how we deal with, with our neighbors, our community, and the world. So it's all about relationships. And, uh, and expectations in relationships sometimes are challenging. I want to do a, a little expectation experiment with you. I think I've done it once before, but it's worth doing again. <clears throat> about expectations in relationships. Think of the last time that you got upset or disappointed. Okay, just take a moment to think about that. I know for some of you, it'll be hard, like my wife, Rochelle, right? She never gets upset, especially with me. I mean, it's amazing now. Um, <laughs> if, if you're like Rochelle, who honestly, you know, she's so easygoing sometimes, it's hard. She, she doesn't get too upset, right? And if you're like that, then think of the last time your child or your spouse got upset. <laughs> I can tell you why they got upset. Promise. I can. Okay? I'll give you half a more second to think about the last time either you or someone you know got upset or disappointed. Here's the reason why. You had an expectation of someone or something, and the reality of what happened was nothing like you expected. And when expectations and reality don't come together, that begins with frustration, disappointment, you know, stuff, it, it, beginning emotions that way, and left unchecked, <clears throat> anger explodes. Amen? Amen? <laughs> uh, you don't have to admit that you are upset that way, but it's true. That's how we get to being where we're at when we are upset. And when it comes to the church, then think about this with me. It's vital that we have good and healthy expectations. Because, honestly, let me ask you this question. How many people do you know that have gotten upset with the church and has left Mission Church or left the faith altogether? Quite a bit, I'm sure, right? I mean, we used to be a church of 800 and here we are today. We're still good. And we all know people who have gotten upset with the church or people in the church or the pastor and, and, and they left Sometimes the church, sometimes the faith, all together. And you know what, church? Missed expectations has a lot to do with it. And I also say this, unrealistic expectations has a lot to do with that too. That is why it is so important that we talk about healthy expectations and clearly communicate what expectations are so that we can come in line with what our expectations are. And when expectations meet reality, then there's no reason to get angry and there's no reason to get upset. So here's the tension when it, when it comes to expectations for membership in the church, right? We want to be careful not to set the expectations too low or not to set the expectations so high they become unrealistic. Because if you set the expectations low for membership, the good thing is that no one gets upset because everybody meets the expectations. <laughs> right? 
But very, very, very few people will rise above low expectations or the expectations that are set for them. And when we're dealing with the kingdom of God and what God calls us to be, we are called to do great things, to build the kingdom of God, win people to Jesus, and, and change our world. That's a great um, that's a great calling that we have. So we can't set our expectations low and, and, and think that we can, we can fulfill the great call that God has for us. But on the other side of the coin, if we set our expectations so high that they're unrealistic and unachievable, no one will ever reach them. And you already know what happens when you have expectations that are unrealistic because when expectations aren't met, with reality, there's a lot of hurt that comes with that. I'll give you a good example. You ever meet a, a parent, met parents that have unrealistically high expectations for their children and you're around them long enough? You know what you encounter? Great conflict. It's true. But the same goes for children who have unrealistic expectations of their, family, of their parents. And there's great conflict there as well. When you have relationships, it's so important that, that we have clear expectations that are good and healthy. That way we can live in them and work in them and, and, and work together to live out what helps our relationships move forward in, <clears throat> in a healthy way. So, as we share our expectations for membership today, I don't want to make it too low, but I also don't want to make it unrealistically high. And I want you to know that today, what I share with you are the expectations that Jesus shared with his disciples and with the church. So nothing that I say today is going to be anything that comes from Gordon. You can rest assured that the expectations that we share today come directly from Jesus We'll start with two great foundational scriptures. I call them great because these passages of scriptures have great in their name. You probably already know what I'm talking about. The great commandment and the great commission. What two great passages of scripture. When we talk about expectations for the church and membership in the church, then to look to those two. The great commandment, I have it up here on the screen. And, and, and you can read along with me if you'd like to. But this is what Jesus shared with his disciples his expectations of them to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Church, this is one of the expectations that Jesus has for us. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. It's vital that we understand and know this expectation so that we can live into it. The second is the Great Commission. And Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And he says this, surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. 
This is another great expectation that Jesus has for the church, for members here at Mission. This is what we're about. These two amazing, great passages of Scripture. To love God and love others, to make disciples, to teach them what Jesus said, and evangelize the world. Wow. Now, with this second one, the Great Commission, are you, do you resonate that, with that in your heart? If so, say Amen. Amen. Come on, let's be enthusiastic. Say amen. Amen. That's right, church. So, we are a part of the Church of the Nazarene. You all know that. When you join Mission Church, you're joining the Church of the Nazarene. And the Church of the Nazarene has some core values. We talked about our um, Articles of Faith the last two Sundays. There's there's another part of it that, that I want you to know about. There are three core values that the Church of the Nazarene embrace. And we, they take these three passages of Scripture and we, we kind of wrap our arms around that and we embrace them and say these are the values that mean a lot to us. These are our core values. This is what we hold dear to our heart. And this is what I need for you to know of who we are. We don't talk about the core values of the Church of the Nazarene very much. But if you're going to join the membership of the church, you probably should know it. There are three, all right? Um, These three begin with these we are statements. And so the first one is that we are a Christian people. Okay? Amen? We're Christian people. That's a good thing, right? And, And what the core value means for saying that we are Christian people is that we believe we are people that proclaim the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We join all other churches around the world that proclaim Jesus as Lord. In fact, we take what we we call the creeds, the Apostles' Creed, and we kind of open it up like an umbrella and we stand under it with all the other churches that say, this creed is, it helps us to, to look at our faith and understand it well. And so, I've put the Apostles' Creed up here. I invite you to recite it with me if you feel comfortable doing it. Let's, let's read this together. It's an I believe statement. You ready? One, two, three. Here we go. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and the third day he rose again. And he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And if you believe all that, say amen again. We are Christian people. That's what the Church of Nazarene, our first core value is. Our second core value is that we are a holiness people. All right? I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time going over holiness again. Because if you want to hear a holiness message, go to our website, uh, missionnaz.org. Go to the resources tab hit on the, uh, the, the sermon from two weeks ago when Dr. Bob preached the message on holiness. You will not hear, I don't think, a better sermon that I've heard just recently on, 
on that amazing message of entire sanctification and holiness. Please, 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 if you haven't heard it, it is so good. Um, listen to that and you will hear a great message on holiness. But we are a holiness people. And then the third core value that I want to share with you is that the Church of the Nazarene, not only are we Christian people, not only are we holiness people, but we are missional people, which means that we are sent people. We are people who believe that the existence of mission church, hear me when I say this, is not for the existence of mission church. If that's what you think, that this church exists to serve us here, then you misunderstand the core value of our church. The core value of our church is that we exist as missional people to answer the call of God and go where He leads us. And to do the things that He calls us to do. You see, I'm a missional pastor. Like, this is my heart. If I were not so, I wouldn't be here right now. If you've been a part of this church, you know the testimony that I share. When the opportunity came for me to, to serve here, while wow, this is an amazing church, my initial inclination was, no thank you. <laughs> I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. But my heart is really to go where God calls me to go. And in the days that I have left remaining where I still breathe and can move and speak and, and do things, I want to do the most good for the kingdom of God. That's what being missional is that we can share in the joy of serving God wherever He leads and wherever He calls and whatever that means. And you know what I'm so excited about to be the pastor of this church is? The more I learn about our story, the more I learn about who we are and the things that we have done, the more I get excited to know how missional we truly are. And as your pastor, what I, what I would like to do is partner with you to continue that missional spirit, to continue to, to send people to different places around the world, to send people to different places in San Diego so that we're not only a church where you can come, but we're a church where we go. See, the word ecclesia means the called out ones. Ecclesia means church. And we can be both a place where people are called out of the world to come here but we can also be a church that's called out of here to go into the world. This is missional. This is who we are. That's the core values of the Church of the Nazarene. So, how does all of that fit right here in our unique context at Mission Church with our unique history? And we have one. It's outside on in our foyer uh, on the bulletin board. Cindy, thank you so much for all that you've done there. I, lo I love walking by and stopping and, and, and seeing pictures of, of Barry when the church first got started. I'm sorry, Barry. Pick on you so much. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I love seeing those. And then when I, when I get to talk to you and point out, oh, this is me right here as a teen. Some of our college students were outside last Sunday and they were pointing out the pictures of when they were kids. Oh, look at us, you know. And that's our story. And I love our story. But how does all of this that we've talked about, these, these passages that we shared from Jesus, 
these great commission and great commandment um, passages and the core values that we talked about, how does that fit in our unique context with our unique people and our unique history? And a brand new pastor, right? Who has a, a, a unique vision. Well, this is what we did. I called together our church board that you elected and brought together our staff. And together, in, in the month of May, we, we, we sat down and we began to strategically plan the way forward for our church. And what I'd like to do today is to invite Brad. Brad, would you come? Brad T. Garden is our church board secretary. And I'm gonna, I asked him, would you tell the church the process that we took? Because I want you to know that it didn't all come, it didn't come from me. It came from you. And Brad, would you share? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So Larry Fisher, it's a friend of yours, right? Kind of went to college too, right? Uh-huh. He, he graciously provided his time. And the board, uh, with a few exceptions, there were some conflicts, and the staff got together. It was a Friday evening and a Saturday. And we kind of dug deep into the current state of our church. And it's not all negative, but we didn't, we didn't gloss over anything. We went over all the negative, and we looked at what we were doing good. And then we kind of asked ourselves, well, where do we want to be? Where do we, how do we want to grow? How do we want to represent the community? How do we want to represent God in the community? We broke out into four groups, and we kind of wrestled with those questions. And this is where it really got fun. He handed me the microphone and said, take over. Okay. We had to try to distill what, what, that, what that meant. And the board and the staff made it easy because in four separate groups, they came up with the same answers. It's kind of fun. But at the end of the day, it all starts with us. We can't just appoint others to do it. We've got to lead the way. Not just the staff, not just the board, but everybody. So as we move forward, that is the, that's the goal. That's the prayer. That's, the, that's what we want. We want to be a church that leads from the front, that takes part, that does the hard work. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate it. So the process... This what we're going to share with you today, which is we believe is we've formed a mission statement, a purpose for why we're here. When someone says, what's Mission Church all about? What's your answer? We, we want to have an answer for you to share, but not just saying, oh, this is who we are. But we want to live into what we have come to. It was beautiful. Four different groups, all meeting independently come together and we all said this is this is what we need to work on this is this is who we are this is who we'd like to be how do we get from here to here and right right here in this sweet spot is where we're at so i'd like to share with you taking the great commandment the great commission the core values the the hard work that our board and our staff the hours that we poured in to looking and evaluating who we are, the positives and the negatives, and then pointing the way forward. This is 
the mission statement that we have. Here at Mission Church, what are we all about? Well, we are people who authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. That's what we want to be. We want to be people that live into this. We want to be people that authentically love God. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, right? How do you do that? In the weeks to come, we're going to really dive into what it means to, to authentically love God. What it means to humbly serve one another. How does that look like? Does that mean me too? Yeah. Does that mean our children too? Yeah. Intergenerationally do this together? Yes. And then to intentionally share Christ. How are we going to do that? We're going to talk about all of that. But this is, this is what we believe Jesus has called us to be and to do and to live into. And so, this is the beginning of us sharing this vision with you of where we're going to go. You're going to see this plastered in different places on your bulletin. We're going to be talking about it on Sunday morning. We're going to be talking about the youth group. How are our youth going to live into authentically loving God, humbly serving one another, and intentionally sharing Christ? How will our care and share group do that? I mean, we're all called to, to live into this mission statement. And we're excited about that. But there's one more verse that Jesus shared that I'd like to share with you. And uh, it's going to be on the board right here. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It's another familiar passage of an expectation that Jesus had. This is one of the last things he said to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. And he said this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I want you to know, church, that the expectations that, that Jesus has for the church isn't just so that we can do things in our own power and our strength and our wisdom and all that we have. The expectation Jesus has, and, and this is the expectation I have too, and I hope that you have as well, is that we engage and we partner with the power of God's Holy Spirit to accomplish all that we do for the kingdom of God. Because without, without receiving that power, without the work of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives, what are we going to accomplish? What can we accomplish? And so let's seek, let's seek out what that means. How, how do we encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can do all the things that God would have us to do? You see, we're going to set expectations high and by the power of the Holy Spirit we can reach that. In and of ourselves, forget it. We'll always fall short and live in conflict. But when, when the Holy Spirit is at work, look at what they did on the day of Pentecost. How could we ever do that except by the power of the Holy Spirit? So we're excited to say that, that one of the expectations is that we engage in the spiritual journey of, of seeking out the Holy Spirit's work in each and every one of our, our lives. And so this, this brand new mission statement, it's, it's new for all of our existing members. And it's a brand new statement for all of our new members that are going to join. And so we've got to do this together. Amen? I'm excited about it. This passage of scripture in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, tells us to begin somewhere. And he says, uh, you will receive power from the Holy Spirit. And when you do, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And that's where they were at. 
and then Judea and Samaria and then back over to Hawaii. That's, that's the end. <laughs> and so the expectation is to begin here. And I'm excited about that. This is our Jerusalem. We've got to start here. And, um, and I'm so excited to, to share a short video with you of Liz Horex. Some of you know Liz. Liz and Steve have been a part of this church for over 20 years. You know how they came? Anybody? Liz has the story, and it's her Jerusalem story. So let's play the video. Hello, Mission Church. My name is Liz Horex, and my husband's name is Steve. And I wanted to share with you our Jerusalem journey. You may be thinking I'm talking about us actually taking a trip to Jerusalem, and we were both very fortunate that we were both able to go, but we did it separately. Well, that's a story for another time. I'm talking about a journey we took prior to coming to Mission Church. We found ourselves looking for a church when our children were very young. Uh, We'd been part of a new church in City Heights for 10 years, and our kids needed to be hearing from other adult spiritual leaders besides their mom and dad. So we visited several churches in the neighborhood, but we just never felt like we belonged. So our youngest was in preschool, which just happened to be a part of a church. We thought, well, let's check that church out. The staff there is very kind. They take very good care of her, and she was really happy. So my family is part of Mission Church's Jerusalem story. The preschool our daughter went to is Mission Nazarene Preschool. As the people of Mission Church, we have Jerusalem right here, right here on our church campus. Did you know that we have about 100 children and 25 wonderful staff people that take very good care of our children and their families? As you hear about the preschool event, please feel free to join us. We encourage you to do that. Pray for the staff. Pray for the leaders, Evie Kenzel and Alita Slater. Join us for the weekly staff devotionals. Maybe write notes of encouragement to the staff. And you can also volunteer to assist in some of the upcoming summer events. We'd love to have you there. As God calls people to mission, let's be ready. Let's be welcoming and sincere. Those are the things that drew my family here to Mission Church. Let's travel to Jerusalem and have it lead to our preschool. Thank you. Wow. Did you hear some of the statistics that they, she shared? There's about 100 children that come to our preschool. And all of the families that come along with those children. They come to our doorstep every single day. That, to me, is a gold mine. And, uh, and, and how many Steve and Liz Horrocks show up every Sunday? <laughs> We, we, we call that low-hanging fruit. It's easy to pick that. It's wonderful. And, and the harvest is, is ready. The harvest is ready. And we have to be ready too. Um, one thing we did this morning um, to engage the Holy Spirit 
is this morning at 8 a.m. in the courtyard here, a few of us met to pray. And this is a new ministry that we just started this Sunday that we're going to do every single Sunday for as long as I'm the pastor at this church. Because if we are not praying, church, why bother? The reason I came here is because when that first meeting I met with the church board, you know what the board shared with me? They said, Gordon, we have been fasting and praying for the past four months. And we're ready for whoever comes, whether it's you or someone else. But we're ready to move forward. And that impressed me. And I said to myself, if I'm going to go to any church, it's going to be a praying church. So next Sunday at 8 a.m., I invite you to come and engage the Holy Spirit to pray. You know what we did this morning, Evie? We prayed all throughout the preschool. And every Sunday school teacher here, I want you to know, you were prayed for. All of the staff members, you were prayed for. People walked all throughout the sanctuary, laid hands on the chairs that you're sitting in, and you've been already prayed for. Okay, That's the work of God. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And I'm so excited to tell you that. So, next Sunday, join me in prayer. Outside, there are green cards just like this. And this is to specifically pray for people that you know that you pray come to know Jesus. And for Ohana Sunday, what better thing to do than to pray? I have two cards. <laughs> you can have ten if you have enough people that you want to pray for. And some of your children are on my cards because I care as your pastor. I've invited uh, a couple people to come and help me share. Wanda, would you come? You heard Liz. Yay! <laughs> come here, Wanda. That's Wanda's children. Um, it's always great to have fans, right? <laughs> um, Liz said that there are a hundred children and their families that are connected to our Mission Nazarene Preschool. And there's about, how much, 25 staff or so? And, and if our staff came to our church, they, they would be missionaries in our school. And so we're excited when our staff uh, are a part of our church. I see some of our staff here today. We have Evie, we have Alita, um, Vanessa, and Katie. I don't know if Katie's here today, but she's a part. And who? Oh, Lorraine. Yes, Lorraine is there too. Thank you, Lorraine. I mean, we want to pray for... You've been prayed for today. People walk by your, your classroom and prayed for you by name. So, uh, this is Wanda. And Wanda recently... Yeah! <laughs> Wanda recently uh, started coming to, to Mission Church. Wanda, what's your role at, at Mission Nazarene Preschool? I am the pre-K teacher, the shark classroom. And, and yes. how long That's have you been? four and five-year-olds. How long have you been teaching? I've been here for two and a half years. Wonderful. We're yes. so glad that you're here. Thank you. Now, you, I know you've, been, you, you've come to Mission Church several times, and, uh, but recently you came, mm-hmm. and that's when I first met you. Right. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Actually, I, my family and I came during Palm Sunday because um, we were invited, and the uh, my classroom was really excited about it. So they're like, Swanda, are you going to come? I was like, all right, I'll come. <laughs> so we did. Uh, 
my family and I came, actually my husband and I came, and it was an awesome time with the church family and the kids. It was good to see them outside of the classroom. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it was good. Good. But since that service, you've come back several times, and now you're coming regularly. What, what is it that has brought you back? Well, um, actually, there are several reasons why we did come back. Um, my husband and I were, before, before that time, we've been praying for a church because it's, uh, we've been quarantined for a long time, and we just needed to be amongst people, and especially for our little one. You know, we have a 10-year-old, and he needs to be with, with kids, with other kids. And so we came, and he said that he really liked it. So Lucas said, I, I want to go back, and it was really cool to just worship. Worship time was amazing for both my husband and I and our family because it was good to be in unity in worshiping God and um, just being in his presence together with like-minded people. It was awesome, and it's really good to hear, well, Pastor Gordon's heart to to further the kingdom of heaven, and that's why we keep coming back. Good. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful. why. So. And um, there's no pressure to, about this, but um, no pressure. But you're new, and at the end of this sermon series, are you, are you planning to join the church? Eddie and I are really praying and considering about it, and we are, um, yes, we are praying really hard on this and we're looking forward to what God wants us to do. Amen. That's yes. all we ask. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Let's give Wanda a big hand. Yes. Yeah. Evie, come over. And uh, if you haven't met Evie yet, Evie is our director of our preschool and I just wanted to give Evie a chance to share her heart. So, so I just am super, super excited to partner along with Gordon and all the staff um, that you guys are Pray for us. Pray for the teachers. Pray for the hundred and I say hundred and two um, kids. There's been lots of transitions. It's amazing. I turned to Alita this week and I said, Alita, it's been six months. That seems like forever, but it seems like just yesterday. And we cannot do what we do without you guys praying for us. We are super excited. I want you to pay attention to the announcements and the bulletins. We have um, some movie nights that we'd love to have you guys partner for our families and have all of you guys um, fall festival of some sort and the Christmas. I'm hoping to bring back some of the things we couldn't do last year with our families because our heart is family ministry at the preschool, and that includes partnering with all of you guys. Um, we are praying. We have a couple more positions. Um, I'm pretty excited at what God's doing. The one, the teachers we have hired, I feel like God's like, whoop, we handpicked this one for you. And I handpicked this one for you. So we have lots and lots of fun, exciting things um, going on. But the connection between us and the church is amazing. I had a teacher who was sitting with a sick kiddo that we were waiting for mom to come home and I said okay stay here in the office so we keep him separated from the classroom and I was like let me go get you some books and I turn and there's a kid's bible I said here you can read this to him she came up to me that night and said thank you for handing me the bible I learned something new by reading to that child 
we have now opened the door. Wanda and I are trying. Um, we've been inviting her to come. But that's just one example. If we weren't partnered with a church, that Bible probably would not have been sitting there. Right? So we do have 103 lives um, that are touched every day. So Gordon and I's goal is to have all 25 teachers sitting amongst you guys and then more families that come along. So watch for those fun activities because we'd love to have you guys be part of those. Thanks, Abby. Appreciate it. That's Jerusalem right there. Today, church, it's just an invitation for you to join us in the mission that we have. The expectations of our church. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. It's the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. To love your neighbor as yourself. And in doing so, Jesus' other expectation is to go help us make disciples of all nations. And we'll baptize them either here or in the ocean. I prefer the ocean. (laughs) Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then you'll be here to help teach them everything that Jesus commands. And we know that His presence will be with us to the very end of the age. And when the Holy Spirit comes on us, we will be empowered to be God's witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world so that we can authentically love God. We can serve one another and intentionally share Christ. I pray that we are up to the challenge of these great expectations. And next Sunday, we're going to finish and conclude this whole series. So please come and join us and hear the heartbeat of this church and the expectations that we believe is going to just take us and move us through where we really want to be. Amen?